1: You can have a literal relationship with Jesus Christ because he's alive and he wants relationship with you. That's what the whole Bible's about. He wants relationship with you. And Paul said, you know what? It was worth everything to know him, that I might know him, not just know about him. I knew about him. I was taught all about him growing up. Like I said, I believed. that that he lived 2,000 years ago, that he died for my sins, and that he rose again. I believed that.
0: As Pastor Robert continues his teaching series through the book of Philippians, he'll be encouraging us to take full advantage of the opportunity to fellowship with God. The Lord made a way for us, even though we are sinners, to approach God's throne and have intimate fellowship with Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
2: The
1: The Apostle Paul was, was a prominent Orthodox rabbi in his day there's a very, very good probability that he was a member of the Sanhedrin, that governing body of seventy rabbis who had responsibility to oversee the, the people of Israel, the religious affairs and 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 so forth, and the you know of the, the people of Israel. but in order to be a member of the Sanhedrin, you had to be married, so we, we have no reference to him having definitely having a wife, but there's the probability that he did We, we know that he came from a prominent family because he tells us at one point that he was a citizen of Rome by birth. He was, he was born a Roman citizen. He studied under the most prominent rabbi of his day, a man named Gamaliel. And he's still revered today. He's somebody that the rabbis still make reference to. So he, he had the best education money could buy. It's from a had, had to be a wealthy family to be able to afford it. He was from a, you know, a, a, a prominent family. He was an orthodox rabbi. He was persecuting Christians until he himself met Christ and he lost everything lost everything and he makes that statement he says but i count it all as rubbish verse 10 that i may know him that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means i may attain to the resurrection from the dead now give me your attention we're going to talk about this just a little bit. I've got three points that I want you to, to, to look at with me, three primary points that we're going to focus on. as we Today we're just going to dissect what it is he's saying here. He's, he's, Paul is making this statement, and, and the Bible, therefore, is communicating to us how important it is, he says, that I may know him. Now, I remember a time, you know, as a young man, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, and we went every week, my, my family was was really consistent with that and very plugged in. My, um, my parents taught Sunday school, and I mean, we were, you know, we were very involved, very plugged in in this little Baptist church, and, and if you had asked me at the age of, let's say, 21, 22 years old, do you know Jesus? My answer would have been, yeah, I'm Baptist. Now, I've heard that so many times, and, not, and I'm just picking because I was Baptist, right? But I don't know how many, yeah, I'm Catholic, or I'm Lutheran, or, you know, you pick, pick one, right? Yeah, I know Jesus, I'm Whatever, I'm a card-carrying... No, no that's, that's not what we're talking about, though, see. That's not what we're asking, because it's like I came to understand later there were phrases that I had viewed as simply being religious speech. They, they were figurative in nature, like knowing Jesus. And, and I, I looked at Jesus, I, you know, I thought about Jesus as someone who... I mean, I, I believed that He lived 2,000 years ago. I believe that he did. And, and I believed that he died on a cross for my sin and that he rose again on the third day and then he went back to the Father. But, but here's the way I thought about it. And kind of unconsciously, I thought, well, you know, he lived and he died and he rose again and he went to heaven. Well, that's kind of what it's going to be for all of us. I mean, one day, you know, at the end of my life, I'm going to die and hopefully I won't be crucified, but I'm going to die and then hopefully I'm going to go to heaven. And that's the way I thought about it. Now, This idea of having a relationship with him, I I really didn't think it through. I really didn't understand it because, after all, how can you have a relationship with somebody who lived 2,000 years ago? And and it was only after I became a Christian that I realized, wait a minute, he rose again. And, And I completely had discounted that 40 days or so after his resurrection and before his ascension to the Father. You know, there was like a month and a half almost that he just hung out. He was with people. He was eating meals. He was cooking meals, even. At one point, he cooked them fish. Do you remember the story? They're out fishing, and they, and they realize he's there. He's got a fire going. He's, he's cooking breakfast, and they come in, and they all eat breakfast together. And the Bible says that for, for more than 40 days, he spent time on the earth in his resurrected body with his disciples, with the people you know, who, uh, whom he taught and had spent time with before. But now, you know, he was dead, and he was alive again. And and for those 40 days, he just stayed with them. And then they all watched as he ascended to the Father. Paul tells us at one point that there were 500 at one time. Think about that. We're maybe 100 people in this room. So multiply that times five. 500 people. Paul says most of them are still alive. If you, and the implication was if you want to ask them about it, they're still around. They all saw him in his resurrected body. Now listen to me. What does that mean? Well, it means that the man... Yes, he's also God, but the man lived, and he died, and then he rose from the dead, spent time with people. It was, you know, it was indisputable. I mean, there was no, no question about it. He, he, he was dead, and then he was alive again. Now, the Bible says he didn't die after that, right? Everybody tracking with me? It's not, it's not like this. It does not go like this. He lived, and he died, and then he rose from the dead, and then he died again. Lazarus did that, right? Lazarus did that. He, he lived, and then he died, and then Jesus called him forth from the tomb. You remember the story? And Lazarus came forth, and they had to take the grave clothes off of him. But then later on, Lazarus died again. Jesus didn't die again. So that means he's alive today. The man's alive. The man who is also God is alive. Now, if a man is alive, can you have a relationship with him? I mean, a literal relationship, like a conversation where you hang out. Yes, you can. When that clicked with me, it changed everything. Wait a minute, he's alive? Yes, he's alive. You can have a literal relationship with Jesus Christ because he's alive. And he wants relationship with you. That's what the whole Bible's about. He wants relationship with you. And Paul said, you know what? It was worth everything to know him, that I might know him, not just know about him. I knew about him. I was taught all about him growing up. Like I said, I believed that that he lived 2,000 years ago, that he died for my sins, and that he rose again. I believed that. But I partied my brains out, and I would have busted hell wide open if I had died. Do you understand that? (laughs) And some of you will unless something changes. And you got to come to grips with it. I had to come to grips with that. I had a young man call me out on it at work. Robert, are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. You don't look much like a Christian. What do you mean? He said, you just don't talk like a Christian. See, I had a gutter mouth. Gutter mouth. F-bombs all over the place, right? I grew up in construction, and that's just the way everybody talked. Now, my, my dad didn't, but he wasn't on the job site most of the time. I was working with the other, you know, the other guys, and it was just, just the way it was. And so I, I literally had bad dreams after I moved to Miami because I came down here to train as a missionary. Had nightmares that I'd be dropping F-bombs, you know, at the missions training class and stuff. (laughs) Really had bad dreams about it. I really did. But I had total gutter mouth. And this guy was just calling me out. He's like, you're you're a Christian and you talk like that? Really? And it made me mad, but it made me think. Do you understand? Really made me mad, but it made me think. Am I missing something here? Because I understand what he's saying. I don't see F-bombs going off in heaven. Don't think it's going to be like that. And since i mean that's going to be really awkward for me what does this mean to know him well it actually means knowing him it means it means fellowship you know once once i made that decision to trust him with my life and and look to him to teach me and to lead me and to change me once i begin to actively do that actively enter into a relationship with him i, I begin to realize he's walking alongside me i'm going through my day and the Lord just he would show me something I don't even know how to explain it exactly it's just like I'd have this thought that I recognized okay that's not me what is that and it would just be a, this awareness it's him and I'd be reading the Bible you know I started reading the Bible and as I'm reading the Bible things would just you know like they would just leap off the page about my life this applies to me this is for me today he knew I was going to be reading this today
0: Thanks so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchased time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast.
2: Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click
0: on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.